There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, hello, everybody. Hi, 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 hi. Welcome to another episode of the Dangerous Dinners podcast, a tour of the best and worst takeaways delivering to us tonight. And don't even start. Don't bef- don't even get me started. I know what you're thinking, which is, Tom, this is a Friday. Aren't you supposed to upload this podcast on a Thursday? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. But when football is coming home, that distracts me. Um, I was basically, I came home last night, was going to edit the podcast before the England-Denmark game, had too many magnas, decided that I'd rather scream football chants all night than do work, which I think everyone could understand given the circumstances. So it's a late podcast, but it's still here. You know, guys, we're still bringing it to you. So, as always, if you can stroll down to the bottom of an Apple podcast, leave a rating and a review. We really appreciate it. Go and slap that subscribe button so you get this in your life every single week. And settle yourself down for another episode. Today's episode, One Extras Remy Bergs. Yes. Uh, Self-described as your local energy provider and i don't think there's any better description for this girl we have such a good chat um talking about her life as part of the lgbtq plus community getting into radio represent all that sort of thing moving over to the bbc in lockdown it's a good old chinwag with a legend so let's start the show it's remy berg the dangerous dinners podcast with your host tom green One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome. It's Remy Biggs! Yes, I'm here, I'm here. I've arrived, I've landed. (laughs) Remy, how are you? I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I'm happy to be here, like... You know, this is this is a crazy podcast. Like, I think I love the whole concept. I love it, man. It just only you can afford this, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad. Like the amount of money I'm spending on other people's takeaways is getting out of control. <laughs> we appreciate you. We do. <laughs> We do. It used to be, I used to send the food to me and send the food to the guest. But because of mm. us doing this social distance, because hashtag 2021, yeah. only you are eating tonight. So it will be a weird concept where I just watch you eat for a bit. Right. 
you know what it is, yeah? I always I always seem to catch people's eyes at restaurants as well when they're like, I don't I know they're not actually looking at me. Well, I hope they're not. But you know when you lock eyes with someone in a restaurant and you're just about to put a spoon in your mouth and you're just like, do I carry on or do I turn my eyes? Like, yeah. you're going to give someone eye contact whilst you're going to put a spoon of rice in your mouth. Like, Because then after that, you might as well get married, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you so. Engagement would follow quickly after that point, I think. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and then when you're telling the story of how you met, it just seems like it was fate, doesn't it? It Always. was the rice thing. We got on. Yeah. <laughs> how um, how do you feel about eating in front of other people? Are you comfortable with that? Because I know some people are a bit like, a bit funny. Yeah. I get slower, you know. Like, I, I become like one of them slow eaters where everybody's like, oh, you eat quite slow. And I'm just like, this is not me usually. It's because... You've messed up my feng shui here. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I would be boxing this down. I'm, I'm like, I'm the kind of person who was like, if I'm excited about a meal, yeah, and I can be freely, like, I can eat it freely, like, I need a cup of water because, like, I would just <laughs> go in. Like, I would just go in. But when I'm around people, I'm very slow. I always feel bad because I'm quite a, I'm quite a questioner. So when I'm, when I'm with someone, I'll ask them questions, right? A little bit like I'm interviewing them, but over dinner. And they'll answer, and I'll have finished my food, and they'll be like, I'm just telling you stories while I sit back and enjoy my pizza. <laughs> Are you the person who likes to watch something whilst they're eating as well? Oh, Remy, don't even get me started on this. So I used to, when I used to came back from nights out in uni, all my mates would be in the kitchen, mm. they'd all have their food, and I'd just hold yeah. mine to the side, and I'd go... I'm going to go upstairs after this. I'm going to put on Family Guy. I'm going to eat my food and watch hey. Family Guy. That's my, that's my happy space. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You're, you're, you're a bit of me, man. Because <laughs> I like to watch something whilst I'm eating. And, like, my food would literally remain in... I don't even like to bring my food into the room until the room is ready for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it stays <laughs> in the kitchen. And it's like the cup of, every, like, of drink or whatever I'm drinking. It's all ready. And then I'll go put, the, I'll go put on Netflix whatever it is if, even if it takes like five minutes for me to decide what I'm watching then food's gonna have to yeah. be reheated that's just the fact do you know what I mean like so it's like an arena for me do you know what I mean <laughs> it drives my girlfriend insane because I won't eat until I've got <laughs> the thing on so I won't I will not Fair eat enough. and look at the exactly. Netflix menu like we have to have something on exactly ready just to press <laughs> play as soon as you you know what I mean it goes hand in hand man <laughs> It does. It does. Remy, where do we find you right now? Is this is this your house? Where where are we at? I am in my humble abode. I am in my uh, living room right now. Uh, I've got this exciting, this generic photo of uh, New York. I know? think it is New York. Um, yeah, it is New York. Isn't it generic? Everyone's got this photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standard. Never been. But, never even been I'm, to America. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I've got right now. I've, I've just bought three new plants. You know, I'm becoming a bit of a plant head now. Um, I, I lost a branch uh, two days ago, and it really, it really knocks me back. You know, like is this, this is a serious thing? You know, you know what? Plants are needy as well. Like you don't know until you get them. Like it starts dying mm. on you, and you're like, I'm a bad dad. All of a sudden. Yeah, and I'm just like, brother, I, I gave you like bare cups of water the other day like seriously calm down <laughs> you're so needy in it just you're a bit clingy man chill out like, you know <laughs> things have to get done i i pay the bills that's enough <laughs> what are you hoping for tonight like what would be what would be good takeaway for remy what would be bad takeaway for remy oh bad takeaway um would be something with no 
pizzazz, you know? Like, it's yeah. like if I got a pasta that had, like, no taste, like, I'd be like, what is going on here? Like, because I'm a big fan of pasta, yeah. I like pasta a lot. And the other day, someone actually made me rate my carbs and pasta came first, you know? It was quite a long, really? lengthy dis- discussion and I had to re- reassess, you know, a couple of the carbs, the bread and the, the rice, but... Pasta came out on top, so... Hold on, I need to hear bad. that. I need to hear your top five yeah. carbs now. Okay, well, okay, so I think we have, I think we have only went for four, I think. So we had pasta, bread, potatoes, and rice, yeah? So pasta, bread, potatoes, and rice, yeah? Rice is something that, I don't know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm African, so growing up in an African household, yeah, we ate a lot of rice, man. And there's this thing like, it's where it's like, there's rice at home. Like, that's something that you say to someone or you say to yourself when you want to buy a takeaway. You're like, do you know what? There's actually rice at home. I'll just chill out. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I had a lot <laughs> of rice. Remy, I'm going to say something and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to piss you off, but I don't believe in rice. If I get a curry, I will get at chips all. and a nod. I don't believe in it. I do not think it's a good carb. At all. No. At, like, at all. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Wait, what's there not to believe in? I'm so confused that it's it, 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 it do you go do you know I've said what I've said, but it doesn't not the fact <laughs> that it is nice. I can't not the fact that rice is beautiful. Like I love rice, but I just it's just when you put it in order now, it gets knocked to the bottom. But to not believe yeah. in it is another that's just that's taking it deep. But what I know man. So when you have like a curry and that, what, what do you eat it with? Kima naan or a Peshwari naan and Okay, chips. naan bread, yep. Right. So you've never had like curry and rice, like I have, but I just prefer chips and I'm so sorry. Do you do this at restaurants that like, you're like, oh when it's that like, curry and rice, you're like, so sorry, do you, can I can I swap the rice for chips? <laughs> Are you that person? Because you get charged well, by the way, just let you me do. know. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I will do it in like where I'm from in Preston being up north you can get away mm. with it when you go to like Deshoom okay. in London I just I just shut up because I know I'll get judged yeah man just suck it up man eat the rice man. <laughs> that's so crazy nah do you know what I know now nah, I feel bad for even knocking rice out here you know because you've got people out here don't believe in it Tom believe I know you don't even know. believe in it <laughs> you have no faith in rice that's basically what you've said None. I feel oh bad God. now, but it's um, the lesser it's the lesser <laughs> carb and I'm putting it out there. Do you know what? From now on, I'm going to say, if I don't like something, I'm going to be like, I don't believe in it. Because I feel like that just makes it more like, it just gives it a bit more zhuzh, you know what I mean? Like, a bit more like, yeah. I despise this item. It gives it a bit more of that. I love it. Um, <laughs> Remy, before we, uh, before uh, right. we get going, yeah, go I've, written you, um, I've written you an introduction. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. These are quite yeah. awkward, but yeah, <laughs> go on. We do, these, we do these for all the guests on the podcast, and I think I've got a good one for you. Hit me. Remy Bergs, the hottest property in Afrobeats music right now, and we have got her right here. There's a reason she's called your local energy provider, and that is because she is hot <laughs> property, my dudes. Represent radio <laughs> alumni, one extra weekend breakfast host, appearing at Stormzy's Murky <laughs> Fest in Ibiza, and generally shelling the industry hard. It's Remy Bergs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I might need to get you on radio, you know. You might have to do a couple of voiceovers for me, Tom. I will do it for a large fee. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I see to what be... the BBC budget is saying, yeah. 
to be fair, I think it would be, I think I need some cool in my act. So I'd love to get on one extra. That would be great for me. Are you, are you genuinely, are you being serious? Yeah, you're for it. I would, I'd love to do, I'd, I'd do that voiceover for you in a heartbeat. Yeah, but yeah, you don't need me to be cool though, Tom. You're quite cool, to be honest. You've got one of the coolest I, podcasts I've ever heard of. That's kind, but I, I'm a man who, who won't eat rice and has a sausage dog. That's not it's cool. True, man. You're, yeah, that's named Turtle, by the way, if I must say. Um, <laughs> you're proving to be quite a character, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, Remy, we need to get going. We need to start the podcast. Um, sure, yeah, behind sure. me is a roulette wheel of the best and worst takeaways in your local area. I'm going to spin it. Whatever it lands on, you are having for dinner on us tonight. How does that sound, Remy? Scary. <laughs> if it goes the if it goes the bad way, because I've seen some of the shops, man. Forgive. Really? <laughs> There's certain shops you just don't even walk into. Like you're just from the outside looking in, you're just like, let's not let's not do this. Um <laughs> Remy, count me in and we're gonna find out what you're having for dinner tonight. Alright, Tom. Three, two, one, what am I eating? <laughs> Is it dangerous? You're having Thai food! Yes! <laughs> oh, snap! Ah, oh, I love Thai food. Oh. Yeah, what do you want? What's your order? <laughs> I need some calamaris in my life. I really do. That is just mandatory every time you get Thai food. It's like, I got no you. matter what I got is in your account, you make space for those calamaris, okay? Um, what else are you going to have? Oh, I do like Pad Thai. But I like like drunken noodles, like. So the place that's near you that I'm ordering from, yeah, they they've got your calamari, but they only have Thai red curry available. Thai red, that's the only thing they have on the menu. Yeah, which is mad. Let me change. Let me change place. Let me change spot. Yeah, okay, fine. I, I found a better place. I found a better place. Hold on. Amazing. This is better. Amazing. Let me see if they've got your. You're telling me they kept the shop open for just for just red Thai curry. They've, the shop is open for just for that. Yeah, it, <laughs> Remy. Okay, you've you've got a choice to make. You've got a choice. So there's okay, two cool. Thai spots right. near you. One has calamari, but only Thai red curry. Or there's a standard Thai place with everything else but it doesn't have calamari. Well, I've just made a big speech about, you know, if you're going to get calamari, if you're going to get Thai food, you have to get calamari. And like, there no matter go. what. So it looks like I'm having Thai red curry today. <laughs> okay, do you want vegetable, chicken, squid, random, or prawn? It's going to have to be prawn. This is going through. <laughs> right, there we go. Remy, the food's ordered. Amazing. You're a real one. I'll give you that. <laughs> Now, <sighs> Remy, I've got until the food turns up to get to know you. So mm. we need to crack on. And I want to talk about, as a Preston lad, right, I've not got a massive understanding, although I live in London, about what it's like yeah. to be born and bred and live in London as a child. Can you talk, yeah. let's talk about your childhood to start? Okay. Oh, growing up in London, it's just, it's quite loud. Um, I don't know, maybe that's the reason why I'm so loud. You know, I'm always <laughs> trying to fight, you know, like trying to get my voice heard, you know what I mean? But um, it's, it's amazing growing up though. You see so much, there's so many, there's like so many opportunities to do different things here. Growing up, I tried everything, like everything I wanted to try, I tried it. You know, I did drama, yeah. I did sports, I tried instruments, like, yeah, everything, everything I wanted to do, I, I got the opportunity to do it and to decide if I wanted to pursue it or not. Um, but again, that was from the encouragement of my parents as well. Like they, was, they were people that really and truly invested 
in us trying different things. And I think that's made me who I am today. I'm quite independent. You know, I was never homesick. Like, I was like, yeah, get me on that bus. Where are we going? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I did drama for a bit um, and I ended up touring like with like a group of people um, and we did like just small little shows in London, within London. And then I did athletics, which obviously I'm six foot one. You can't tell because I'm sitting down here, but I'm six yeah. foot one. So I come from quite a tall family. My brothers are like taller than me. Um, and like, I remember my auntie like sitting me down and like just thinking that we were the ticket out of like the hood. Like just yeah. sitting us down and like begging us to like get into a sport so we could like leave the area. <laughs> yeah. Really? And, yeah. Like basketball seemed to be like the thing that they thought was going to be it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I remember my auntie sitting me down and being like, look, 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 invest in basketball, please, please. <laughs> we need money. We need money in this family. We need, we need money. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, auntie, if you see me, if you see me on a basketball court, you actually tell them to take me off. This is not the sport. This is not it. And then I ended up doing a bit of like shot put and like um, discus a bit. Not I wasn't so great at discus. That, that thing is hard to hold, you know. But um, yeah, uh, shot put that was going well. That was that was all right. Um, but that's crazy. So so your family saw sport as a way of like you bringing money into the family and getting out there. And that was your key. That was your key to success was sport. Well, I think they just saw us. They were just like, look at these tall kids, man. What are we going to do with them? Kind of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's try and get them into, <laughs> let's try and get them into, you know, like something, you know, that's going to be lucrative. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, we just, we weren't interested. We just weren't, <laughs> we weren't interested. We were, we were much more interested in watching it than, uh, than being, uh, you know, on the field. Um, but um, again, like I said, I come from a very, they were very encouraging. So like, you, you just have to let them know that this ain't it. Like this, this ain't going to be the yeah. thing that's going to get us out of the hood. What were you, I want to, I want to know about your parents. What were your parents like? What did, cause I feel like you could get to know someone really well through kind of picturing what that childhood home was like. Right. So what were mum and daddy Bergs up with? Oh, they were, my mum and dad were, they're very hard workers you know, um, and they worked very hard to, to give us as much opportunities as possible. So like school trips, like I would tell my dad, look, there's a school trip. I want to go to, um, you know, America. I want to, I, I would like to, I'd like to go on this school trip to America. And my dad was like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden, like, he's like picking up extra shifts just to make sure that he could pay for me to go to America. Do you know what I mean? So they were very, very hard workers and they, all they needed was notice and they would shift things around to try and make things work for us. But yeah, they were, they were very loving. And um, like, they really wanted us to learn about like, our motherland, like, you know, so I'm from Nigeria. So they really wanted us to like, learn the language and understand it. And you know, that was something that they were passionate about before they took us back there. And they were like, look, we're yeah. not gonna take you to Nigeria until you can at least understand the language, okay? So we were all like, they would like speak it to us and they would want us to respond. Um, even though I can't speak it like fully, uh, but I do regret not not like investing myself into learning it more. Like that's one of my biggest regrets. And I don't really regret many things in life, but that's like not knowing how to speak it like fluently is a big thing for me. And it's not too late, but I just wish I, I, I knew it by now, if that makes sense. But So they would speak again. to you in Nigerian around the house, just to try and get you into that mindset. Yeah, yeah, they'll speak to us. It's, it's the language that we speak is Yoruba, so they'll speak to us in Yoruba, and like we'd like literally 
because obviously we're in, we're in, we're in London, in it. So we've got our own accent on top of it. So they would like laugh when we tried. Like, <laughs> so you know, and we were just like, "Do you want us to speak the language or not?" <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was always it was it was kind of a bonding moment as well, and it just felt like you know there was just more to to learn about ourselves, um, and you know they would play us like music from Nigeria as well, and we're very much into like talking drums and live bands and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, my dad was the musical man in the family. Like he, he used to play like Bob Marley um, every Saturday, like mandatory, yeah. every Saturday morning. But instead of him to like play it because, I think he played it because he loved it, but he also played it to like, that was our notice to get up and start cleaning the house. Like your sleep's over now, everybody get up and start, you know, doing your chores. Thank you very much. Like, and that, that's all yeah. I associate Bob Marley with now. So you can imagine like, I'm listening to One Love and I'm just like, I should start cleaning. I love the fact that Bob Marley gives you flashbacks to cleaning the kitchen. You hear no <laughs> exactly, woman, no cry. Exactly. And you're like, Jesus Christ, get exactly. the mop. Get the mop, get the mop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
it definitely, the word community is not taken lightly. However, this month, obviously, because of COVID, we haven't had the opportunity to be around the people that we look forward to seeing every single year or meeting new people, you know? And it was hard because you're seeing things online that are negative or, you know, that are, you know, not necessarily positive towards our community. Um, and also you're seeing like brands who are just pretending to care. And it's like, I just want to throw it out there that like, we can tell when you're pretending, by the way. So like, yeah, just in case, you know, like July the 1st, like they take the flag down straight away. Like, and you're just like, whoa, well, well, yeah, well. well. Um, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so. But, it is weird. Uh, I find the brand thing jumping on pride quite strange because yeah. it's, it's nice cause to support the community but it, i find it weird when you see just like a bank bus rolling through exactly. pride it's like we love pride it's like it just seems like okay for these three or four weeks in the middle of summer you support this yeah. but then come july it's forgotten about exactly and it's like for example i'm seeing models that are masculine presenting or you know feminine models and like you know like transgender like they're all now the forefront of the campaign and i'm like so between January and May, can't they be the forefront of the campaign between uh, between yeah. July and December? Why can't they be the forefront of the campaign? Why is it only June? A, a month that already belongs to us. Like we're already gonna be loud. We're already gonna we're, we're already gonna be louder ourselves. You can be louder for us in the other months. That 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 would yeah. be great. Do you know what I mean? Um. So again, it's it's hard to see that kind of stuff and feel like things are genuine. But again, the community rallies up together and. It really and truly is all about making those who feel alone know that they are not alone. That is the ultimate importance for me for for pride and and just in general because I know how hard it yeah. was growing up, just even trying to accept my sexuality myself. Like I feel like accepting it yourself is probably the hardest part, you know, for some people anyway. So, when did you know? Did you know your whole life? I feel like I did. To be fair, like I feel like I would say like. Oof, late primary school early secondary school but again i didn't have a clue what i was feeling so it's like only yeah. when i was older i was like oh so that must have been when i you know when i just kept following that girl around or like do you yeah. know what i mean like that must, you know like you know trying to explain like why i was so like some of my behaviors back then do you know what i mean or my my like most vivid memory would have been in secondary school early secondary school um, and yeah, but again, I am such a consistent, just living life. I'm just like, just, so I kind of buried it for a very long time. Like buried these feelings, buried these emotions. And then yeah, this is the thing about burying things. They, 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 they it gets a bit full, you know, and it overflows. Yeah. And then you have to, you get to a stage in your life where you have to face it because it's, it literally is the only thing you think about. You had to face it with yourself first with myself first before anything. And that didn't, that took a while. That was like uni when I got to uni. Wow. Um, Cause I, that's when I lived alone. You know, when you're alone or when, or when I've moved out of my, of my family, like home at uni, you're alone with your thoughts. Do you know what I mean? There's not a little brother annoying you that's distracting you, you know, <laughs> you get home and it's yeah. peace and quiet. <laughs> and then all of a sudden your thoughts are like, so, that girl you like in the library. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, so yeah. Do you yeah, think it took you so long to sort of 
realize yourself or come to terms with yourself because of the era you grew up in like i don't know whether it's because you weren't surrounded in the media by other people who were part mm. of the community do you know what i mean like i almost hope that yeah. for a child born 10 years ago they wouldn't feel that weight on them anymore that this is a big deal because they've seen it yeah and yeah that's what that's why representation is so important i felt like I didn't see it as much, to be honest. And I did feel like I was the only person who was like, who felt like this at many points. I was like, until someone, sorry, someone. Hold on, door. is that a knock at the door? Hello. That is a knock I think at that's the, the food. Oh, that's yeah. That's the food. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. I'm not expecting anybody. <laughs> and the Thai food is here. The Thai food is here. The bag is feeling heavy enough. Hey, I love oh, it. Mate. Can you hear that, guys? Can you can you hear the bag? Yep, there we go. Oh, All right. So the Thai food, the Thai this. red curry and the calamari is termed up. Oy, oy. I'm glad we went for the calamari. I'm really, I'm really glad. Um, Remy Berg Towers is the place to be tonight. Oh, that smells spicy. Love that. Ooh. Ooh. You know oh. what? At this point, because the food's here, how would you rate it? By the way, is is it looking good? Tom, I wish I wish you liked rice. I really do. Because, <laughs> uh, but to be fair, the curry. Okay, one of one. Okay, look. Yeah, I've been to I've been to restaurants where you ask for prawns and they really do ration the portion of prawns. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. they they're like, let's give them four. Uh, let's just give them four. Do you know what I mean? But they have given yeah. me at least, I can see about nine in here. And that is a good, oh, <laughs> that, that's a good portion. That is a good portion. It's a nine prawn curry, which is unheard of. It's a nine. <laughs> At this point, Remy, we're going to go into the food section of the podcast. Play the jingle. Section. Food. Oh, okay, here we are. Welcome to the food section, Remy. Um, this yep. is we, we've added this in because people were complaining we weren't talking about food enough. So I've added this. All right. Oh yeah. All right. Oh, let me just open these. Right. Calories. Oh my gosh. Yeah, get the color. You are so distracted by the food, which I absolutely love. I'm so sorry. I'm so, uh, look. Look at that. Look at that. They look like onion rings. You look, uh, you know, oh, they look good. They they look good, man. They do. They do. They've even oh, given me a lemon. Jealous. Oh, these guys spoiling me. <laughs> I've got three questions for you. You've uh, you've committed an awful crime and you've been sent to jail for the death penalty, which I'm very sorry about. But you do have a last meal, starter, main, dessert. What are you having? Yeah, definitely pounded yam and stew. That is a that is a it's an African dish. It's a Nigerian dish. Yeah. First of all, it helped me, help me to sleep. I'll probably sleep before they kill me. So that would be great. <laughs> um, <they> just... <laughs> Are you having that? Is yeah, that a I starter? Oh, am I allowed like a main starter and a, um, and a dessert? Full three courses, final meal. Starter would be calamaris, 100%. Good calamari, but it would be specifically from Basabe Thai, 100%. I feel like they have yes. to just, they have one of the best calamaris out there. Um, or Rosa's Thai Cafe. But we move. Yeah. Um, into the main meal, it will have to be pounded yam and red okra stew. Now, this is like basically pounded yam is like, how can I describe it? 
Okay, mashed potatoes. Think of a nice one, one without lumps. Yeah. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. You're allowed to use your hands. You should use your hands. That like, really and truly, we kind of judge people who use the knife and fork on this type of meal because it's like it's one of those meals where you're allowed to be yourself. Just use your hands, okay? Just get stuck into it. And then there's a nice little stew, a red stew which has got like lots of seasoning in it, Maggie, um, onions. Uh, what else is in there? A bit of thyme sometimes. Like it's very red, it's very red, and then there's okra. Now it's also, okra is also known as uh, is it lady fingers? That is like blended and it's quite slimy, and you put that in the red stew. So what you do is you now you cuff you cuff your hands like this, yeah. You, you cuff it, you grab the pounded yam, yeah, which looks like mashed potatoes. You grab it now, you like roll it into a ball kind of thing, and you dip it in the stew with the okra and then you like rub it around in like a circle motion and then you put it in your mouth and you lick your fingers on the way out. If you don't lick your fingers, <laughs> you're not enjoying the stew. That means the stew is not nice because if you lick your fingers, then you really, it means like, oh, that stew is banging. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's that and that's quite heavy. There's even this like, this is like, it's not, it's an unwritten rule that you shouldn't have it past a certain time because it's very heavy. It's going to knock um, you out. But yeah, but <laughs> rules are there to be broken. So have it when you like. Yeah. Um, dessert wise. Wait, go back. Because my main meal. Wait, I'm allowed two options. Can I give you an option? Yeah, but you could maybe throw your option as a little side dish on the side. Okay, I would have five, five salmon sushis. Chuck that in there. Whoa. Chuck that, <laughs> chuck that in Whoa. there on the side. You know what I mean? Just on a side thing. Like a, like a sushi, not a sashimi, just like a sushi roll sort of. Yeah, sushi roll. So like five of those with salmon on it. Yeah. Strong. That would be the side, the side dish of the main meal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> so it's going to be calamari and then sushi on the side with pounded jam and like a okra. Red stew. Yeah. yeah. Red stew. 100%. 100%. Wow. Moving on to the pudding. 100%. It doesn't. It doesn't even have to make sense because it's my last meal. Don't follow any rules on this. <laughs> exactly. Um, for my dessert, yeah, I'm not really a dessert person, you know. Believe it or not, like I tried okay. all these like waffle places, and they're all right, but they're just a bit much. Do you know what I mean? It's so, so much do, money as well. You pay eight so quid much. and you get a waffle. I'm like, what? Like, you might as well buy the waffle maker. That's about eight quid anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then. Just make it yourself. Well, dessert, do you know what? I would settle for a McFlurry Smarties with oh, an apple pie. That is Come such on, a good last order. I am not picky, man. I'm not. Great final, great, great final three course dinner. Second question in this section is what yeah. is your favorite restaurant in the whole world? Doesn't have to be in London, but it can be. My favorite restaurant, does this even count? But I would say is my local cafe. Wow. I sit down in it. It's called Star Cafe, yeah? And I feel like they've just changed the whole experience of a full English for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, like they shut at like four and I would go there at like 3.30 p.m. Like, and be like, just give me the last breakfast of the day. Like, just, do you know what I mean? Like, they just, they, I'm yeah. just like, you've changed it for me. I don't even have to have this in the morning anymore. Do you know what I mean? They will just yeah. give me a full English I got avocados, I got tomatoes, I got 
halloumis. Hash browns. Even though I'm lactose intolerant, but I risk it all for them. Um, yeah, hash browns or chips. You know, I get to ask me when I get oh. there, do you want hash browns today or chips? Do you know what I mean? See, like, they even know yeah. my order. I walk in and they're like, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> um, and toast. And so much. I get so much for my money. I like, I love it there. Can I ask, are they, are they supplying a black pudding? I love a black pudding. I don't like black pudding, you know. Wait, wait, hold on. It's not that I don't like it. I don't believe in it. Oh! <laughs> 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 I don't believe in it. <laughs> You've straight up come through and played me at my own game. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If it was on my plate, I wouldn't order it, but I'd eat it, if that makes sense. I get you. What's the cafe called? Called Star Cafe. Star Cafe. If you want me to choose a restaurant that people would know, it would be Rosa's Thai Cafe. Yeah, which is great. It's it's a class. It's expensive, but it's good Thai. Um, And the final question in the food section is, you come back from a night out, you are hung over. The hangover is just about starting. What are you ordering? What is your dirty takeaway order? A kebab. Donna? No, mix that shit up and mix it all up. Sorry, I don't know if I have to swear, but mix that all up. Mix it all up. I don't want... There's no discriminating here. I'm drunk. Just give me food. <laughs> like, just mix it all up, man. <laughs> that completes the food section of the podcast. Good answers. Yay. We've never had those answers before on the show. They were good. Oh, amazing. <laughs> now, I want to ask you a question, which I was going to ask you earlier, but then the food turned up and we got into the food section. Okay. And we were, t- we were talking about um, the LGBTQ plus community in London and yep. you sort of going to university and discovering yourself. And I heard that you only really recently came out to your family. Is that right? Yeah. How, how was that? If you don't mind me asking. It was a, it was something that I needed to do for myself. I needed it for myself. Um, it was, it's, it's, it was like the only hurdle for me to come. To, it was, it felt like the only hurdle for me, like left. However, when you climb another hurdle, and you're short, you're short side like me. Then you see another. After later on, you see another hurdle. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. at that time, it felt like the only hurdle that I needed to like jump over. And the reason being is just I felt like I felt like I owed it to them. Mm. However, once I did it, I kind of realised that I didn't owe it to them. That I did it for myself. It wasn't for them, if that makes sense. So like it felt like to me like I I, I didn't want to I didn't want them to find out another way. Um especially because of like the industry that I'm in, like, and, and I'm speaking yeah. about it, but I guess I don't live with them. So they don't know half the stuff that I get up to, if that makes sense. It just felt like I needed to to tell them. And it was two different experiences. But I, what I will say is me doing my master's um, at Goldsmiths University, where I had like one of the best lecturers, um, like Richard and Tim, like they encouraged me to, to be myself. I did a master's in radio, yeah? And mm. this is just so I could learn everything I wanted to, like everything I could that constitutes to radio. And my lecturers were so, like they kept honing in on being yourself, like, because they know how, if you're gonna be in the, if you're gonna be in this industry for long, eventually your real self is gonna show. Like, so you might as well just start being yourself from the beginning, or you're gonna end up hating the job, you know? Um, so, that kept that stuck with me, and I was like, the only thing that's stopping me from being myself 
like openly and freely is my sexuality. Like, and I just feel like that's mm. the, and, and, and to an extent, it, nobody, it's nobody's business. But I think for me to produce what I want to produce, that was the only thing mentally in my head that was blocking me, if that makes sense. Because I was worried about, you know, I was worried about uh, it being out there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and I get what you mean. I get I, what you I, mean. Like it's no, it's you know no I mean? one's business. But like, it as you no say, if business, you're yeah. going to be true to yourself, if you're going to talk about these things on air and open yourself up, you're probably exactly. going to want to share stuff about your life. And exactly. then you, you've restricted this whole part of yourself that you feel that you don't want to put exactly. out there. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's like certain conversations will come up, and you don't know how to navigate that conversation because there's a part of yourself that you're blocking. If that yeah. makes sense. So I used my assignments and coursework at university as a way of coming out. So we had like a creative module and I got my, my friends involved. And, you know, my first piece was like writing a letter to the, the community with no boundaries. Like you can say whatever you like. You don't have to be, I, I didn't want them to be rude, but just free the realness. Just say, just say whatever you wanted to say. And there's going to be no repercussions. No one's going to email you back. No one's going to, it's just, it, it's not getting played to anyone. Do you know what I mean? It was only getting played to my lecturer. So play it and like, like say everything on your, on your heart that you want to say. And, you know, everyone was like talking about, you know, why, why is it this one thing that's blocking us from having a great relationship? Like it was so emotional. And I played that to my lecturer and we even had like shared a moment where we were so emotional. And, you know, he even told me a bit more about his life. And, you know, like his, like him growing up, uh, you know, in, in, in an era where being gay was, you couldn't even talk about it. Do you know what I mean? And um, I, I get, and I used, I used my assignments as a way of like, this is my way out. Like I'm gonna, and one of them, I was like, I'm gonna tell my dad in this assignment, you know, the next assignment, I'm gonna tell my dad and I'm gonna, I'm gonna document it. And I'm gonna, you know, have a conversation, open, honest conversation and, Again, that has a deadline. So that kind of put me on a deadline because I was like, okay, now I've got till this day to tell my dad that yeah. about my sexuality. But I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I'm not ready yet. You know, the date was coming and, and, and I had to find, I had to think of another thing to submit because I was like, I'm not ready to tell him because my life's been <laughs> changed. I'm ready this. for this. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know there's like, you know, a degree on the line here, but also like, you know, there's like my lifeline on there, like, like yeah. in terms of like how I'm going to move forward. Um, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. And I remember calling my dad and saying, dad, I've got this, I've got this assignment, you know, um, at uni and it means that I have to come and speak to you and we're just going to speak, you know? And he was, and he used to call me. He was like, yo, when is this assignment due? Because you said you was coming. Like, is, is, have you done it? Have you done it yet? And I had to just <laughs> tell him, happened? nah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah, I got pushed back. Don't worry. I'm going to come. I've got come. But me, I've already submitted like something else. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then um, one random day, I went to, I go to my parents' house. They live very close to me. I go to my parents' house to like take like eggs and stuff because sometimes I run out and it's just like, you know, let me just go and get some eggs and like plantain. There's this like, you know, and just make a quick meal and sugar sometimes as well until they took the key. So now I have to go and buy myself. But anyway, <laughs> um, I went there to go and get some eggs and stuff. And um, my dad was at home and uh, the voice, the voice UK was on. And my dad really likes Will I Am. 
he really likes him and he just thinks he's so cool my dad's like i really like this guy man i like him he's so cool man and um he, yeah and my dad really i think my dad likes him because he's different like when you when you look at the will i am he's a different man do you know what i mean and he's not he's not there's no one else like will i am and i think that's why my dad likes him man i don't know why in that moment I, it just felt like the right time to tell him <laughs> i don't know why like wow. the voice uk is the most random thing and we were talking about life and he was like, yeah, like, you know, people make life harder than it needs to be. And he was just saying all the right stuff. I was like, this guy, whoa, like you've literally set it up right here. And I was like, yeah. hey, dad, I got something to tell you. And I was like, remember, you know, I said I had that assignment that I said we're going to talk about and et cetera, et cetera. And he was like, oh yeah, where's the mic and everything? And I was like, oh no, you know, forget that. Forget the mic, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he and was producing you was at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and I, I was like, so, you know, this is a situation, like I like women and, you know, it's something that's been like this for a very long time. And I was telling him about like anxiety attacks that I've had and panic attacks that I've had like previously. And he was just like, he's very shocked. He was like, wow, like, you know, like, no, like, <laughs> I, I don't want this for you. Like, I just want you to be happy kind of thing. And I remember just like, just like tears of joy, like, and like tears of joy that I'd never done before. I, f I literally felt like I lost weight with all the tears that I shed, like kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, he just got up and he hugged me and he was just like, we were talking about other things that, you know, I, I expressed like, you know, because I said I wanted like lots of kids and stuff. And he was just like, okay, so, you know, like when are you, like how are you going to get you your kids that you want? Because I really want a big family. Like I love big families. And I was like, dad, no, I still want this. Like this is still what I want. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's still, it could still happen. Like I'm still a woman kind of thing. Like I want to, I want to, you know, like I want to be a mum. Do you know what I mean? And, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, he was just asking the questions that I, I guess, you know, someone who's trying to learn about, you know, what, how this, you know, what it is or what this means. He was just asking the yeah. right questions and it was random. It was The Voice UK. Like now I have like a, like an attachment to The Voice UK. I'm just like, yeah. that's to show that. You know? Will I am, man. Who would have thought so, Will I am? Will I am, man. What a guy, man. What a guy. You wow. Know? That sounds, you know? one, that's um, really nice. That's a really nice story. And it seems really positive and that he was very welcoming, which is which is exactly what I guess you would want at that point. And I just want to say, that's not what I predicted. And I had, I had so many scenarios in my head and that is not the one I predicted. That is furthest away from what I predicted. And I think that was a lesson to me to not try and control yeah. the narrative as much and not try and, and just to do things without trying to control, you know, the narrative. And, you know, if I, yeah. And he was the hardest person to tell because I have a great relationship with him. It's crazy how the hardest, it's always hardest to tell the person you have the best relationship with. I find anyway, yeah. I don't know if that, that might not be the case for other people, but for me, if anything, he should have been the first person. But I was so scared about what it would do to our relationship that he was the last person I thought. Yeah. Do you feel closer to him now? Do you feel the relationship's different and better? 100%. 100%. It feels, if anything, it feels the same. That's why I love him even more. Nothing's changed. <laughs> like he's still... You know, I've always been what I've always liked women. So he's always got me. <laughs> he's always had me. It's just that that's just yeah. the one thing he didn't know, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. 
That's nice. I want to um, I want to talk. You mentioned it briefly, and you went you were going to mm. university and doing radio. I do want to talk about your work. We've not even spoken about it, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You are. Sorry. What do you call yourself in your mind? What do you see your job is as a presenter, as a DJ, as a radio host? Like, what's your? Where's your hierarchy? Um, I think first I am a radio broadcaster presenter, hundred percent, but. It all stems, everything stems from the fact that, you know, I've got a little tagline called your local energy provider. And I feel like that's in everything I do, I I give off like a, an energy that in the hope will make someone feel comfortable enough to, to be themselves, comfortable enough to, to loosen up, comfortable enough to get lit with me, comfortable enough to have a conversation with me. Like, so all around, just like creating an energy positivity like that's me personally like that's what I that's how I live my life and you know like before I got into this industry I used to work with young people and I feel like it was it was one of my um my my, my skill sets should I say to just to help young people just loosen up and not think about anything so I would be like the silliest person in the room like no one could be sillier than me so whatever you yeah. do like it doesn't matter because you're not the silliest person in the room. I would make sure I was the silliest person in the room so they wouldn't feel any way about just loosening up and being themselves. So, Because um, you were part of quite like a cultural institution of being part of Represent Radio, which as a radio guy from up north my only came into my life later. Like I represent wasn't mm. anything I even knew about when I was in up north. And then I moved to London and it's like, holy shit, there's this really cool radio station that's sort of like community led, so that's sick. really pushing the culture forward. Mm. And you were on Represent. Yeah. Can you like talk about your time on there? Like what was that like? Cause it must've been really massive. Represent, it holds like probably the most, like space in my heart right now, like genuinely, like I wouldn't be anything I am today if it wasn't for them. They gave me so many opportunities and they were around, they were around like uh, years ago and growing up, I tried to get into radio, into represent radio a few times. Like it's been a journey. Like, so, you know, I, I remember again, my parents encouraged me to do anything I wanted, but this one thing, Radio was the one thing that my mum was scared to let me to do, which was quite, it's the way I delivered it to her, I think. I think I, I admit that was a lesson on delivery, okay? Like, right. so we, we were in an area, we were in the area where Represent first started and that area was notoriously not, it wasn't, it wasn't great, okay? It was in Peckham, yeah? And it was in like a dark kind of area. And I remember we, me and my mum were walking to my auntie's house and I remember pointing out to my mum, like, oh, mum, that's Represent Radio. Remember I told you Represent Radio. Like, I want to go and represent radio. Please let me go and represent radio. And then she was like, if I ever see you in this area again, if I see you in this area, you're going to be in trouble. And obviously, I don't blame her. The lights were out. Everything was dark. Like, do you know what I mean? And she was just like, I don't want you in this area. I don't, I don't want you. And I was a law abiding child. I didn't go. Like, I just thought, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, let's leave that at that. And then, you know, grow, like my friends would, would um, had radio shows on there and I would sit in sometimes and listen to their show. But I didn't make like a habit of, of it to make it into my lifestyle because my mum would be like, isn't this the place I told you not to go to? Um, yeah. So fast forward, fast forward, three years later, I had another opportunity to like learn about radio with them. But then I think I, think I got a job or something. 
So it just clashed and I couldn't go to the to the training. And then yeah. another opportunity came. I, I had another opportunity to learn. And then, you know, something like terrible happened in my family and it meant that I had to be with my family. And it's just like mm. every time I had a moment to learn radio, it just, something else would happen. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, is this ever going to happen? And then the same woman, big up Alva, you know, she got in contact with me again and was like, there's, an, there's another opportunity. I'm giving you another chance to like join the course. And I just felt like, this thing has come back to me again. Like I have to do this now. Like this is like- It's gotta happen. Now. Come on. It's gotta happen. And at that moment, like I took that as a sign and I decided that I'm never ever gonna put radio second. Like it's never gonna be second again in my life because it just felt like every opportunity, every opportunity that I had prior, I was putting it like second. And I've never put it second ever since and, and represent have just been part of that and, and, and allowed me to blossom and to try new things and to, to remove certain things and to, to learn and certain opportunities of brands and even the music Afrobeats, you know, they were so, they were, they were so like supportive of my love for Afrobeats. Like they knew how much I loved it. And they knew at times when, you know, it just felt like, oh, you know, it, it wasn't right. They knew what direction to put me in and they knew how to remind me of my reason why. I had quite an emotional leaving, um, episode uh or, or show on represent where i was like crying for like two hours like on air <laughs> like and you know li looking back i was like why was i crying for so long like seriously like get a grip but when i think when i think of everything they've done for me like it makes so much sense it makes so much sense yeah. like it seems to mean more to you than just a radio show it wasn't just a radio show for you it was like so much more than that not at all and everyone who passes through represent will be able to to, to to justify and explain how much of a family it is over there. Like nothing is a solo. You could you could plan your show in in like the, the the area where everybody hangs out, and four or five people will contribute to your show and be like, oh maybe you should do this, or maybe you should do you know, oh this would be a good idea, or this would help you know with your guest or whatever. And it just felt like a family. You were never alone. Like if you needed a water during the show, someone will get you a water. There was no pride in there. Like everyone was just ready to learn, ready to create great radio. And, and you know, that's credit to the staff there as well. Like Adrian, Nena, Kyle, like these are all people, Finn, you know, these are all people who, and Alva as well, who, who contribute to creating such a space for people to be themselves. That's why I represent is, is gonna be, it's gonna stand the test of time. It's gonna be here for years. People like yourself are discovering it later and still and still seeing the things that people are seeing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just, I think being from the North where you don't really have anything like that, especially not in Preston where I'm from, you don't, there isn't really that thing. And then you come to London. Is like a radio and it's station? There and it, yeah, but it's like, you I don't know. I just don't think, yeah, there's like local radio, but there's not local radio with a... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like in London, there's like, there is, mm. there is a strong culture and there's a strong musical culture that is underrepresented. Mm. So when these things like represent turn up, they have something to push forward. There's people to go out there and create content and create shows. And that's what I discovered. Like I mm. grew up listening to Radio One and Capital and commercial radio, mm. right? And then I discovered yeah. this whole other side of it. And it's like, wow, that's so amazing. So I don't know, I'm just fascinated with it. And like, it's so cool that you were on there. And it's so cool that you went from there to one extra. Like that must've been a big move for you. Crazy, crazy. During a pandemic, Tom. Now you can imagine yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, 
wake up. If this is not real, this is the time to wake up, please. Like, wake me up from this, like, dream, please. Um, but I'm so grateful. I am so grateful. And, I, and you know, it's, it was, a, it was a, a weird but wonderful transition. And I want to talk about, in Complex Magazine, they said you were one of the 14 UK music hosts pushing the culture forward, right? Do you feel a certain pressure on your shoulders knowing what it is that you represent and being where you've come from and sort of being the person you are, you're at the forefront of something. Is there pressure or is it you're just doing your thing? I don't feel the pressure because I love what I'm doing and I know I know that I can't do this all on my own. I'm not, I haven't got no hero complex like where I'm going to be the one to save like, you know, everything. Like I haven't got that. I know that everything is a contribution and I feel like I'm doing my bit to contribute to the bigger picture which is sharing music like and sharing you know culture to the to the wider audience you know so we can all understand each other a bit more and so we can all share knowledge like and i feel like you music is one of the most unifying things in the world so if you can if you i i feel like i've got the pleasure of sharing you know what i love and and and, and the culture that i'm in through music i feel like that's even it's a blessing to be able to to help to do that and I, and I say yeah. help because I know I can't do it on my own. Like if I share, if I give you a song right now, that doesn't cure anything in, in, in a sense. Like, but if you pass it on to somebody else, like it, it's a chain, like you, you, you got to keep passing it on. You just got to keep passing on the knowledge. Um, yeah, just to round that up, I don't have like, I don't feel the pressure because I love what I'm doing and I know that it's not, it doesn't take one day or it's not, it might not take my lifetime to get the music to reach where I want it to reach. But as long as it's going in the right direction, I'm happy with that. Whatever the end goal is, there's always more. To, there's always more. Like, what yeah. is the end goal? Like, there's always more, you know? It's like when somebody's like, I want a million pounds, and then they get a million pounds and they're still not happy with life. They still, still want more, yeah. you know? So I just want to contribute to the bigger picture. Uh, Remy, I think that's a beautiful place to to end the podcast i didn't think it was going to be as spiritual and as like i don't know i didn't know what to expect of this podcast episode and i feel like i've come away with such an appreciation for you and what you do and your energy and your spirit and what you've brought into radio and stuff i just think this has been an absolute pleasure so thank you so much thank you so much tom thank you for this opportunity to be on here as well and it didn't feel weird eating in front of you so that means i i, I like you you know <laughs> that means we've got something here. <laughs> There's never been a bigger compliment on the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Um, Remy, before you go, tonight the wheel picked for you calamari and red Thai curry. Can you please give us a rating out of five? Out of five, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I would, yeah. It would have got a four if it, was, if it was a bit more spicier. It is spicy, but I like my food extra hot. But to be fair, I never said that. So that's where I messed up. But to be honest with you... <laughs> everything should be spicy automatically i shouldn't have to request it to be honest um <laughs> it was a 3.5 out of five it's been the one the only it's remy Briggs. cold food but hot guests it's the dangerous dinners podcast see i think better late than never and better done properly than being rushed and getting it out last night mid-England game. 
That's what I think anyway. Really do. Um, if you can leave us a rating or review, scroll down. Give us the podcast a subscribe so you don't miss absolutely anything. The Dangerous Dinners podcast will be back same time next Thursday. It will be Thursday, I promise you, uh, with another great guest. And, um, yeah, see you same time next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.